Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Earlier this week, I got to watch Jurassic World Dominion at the movie theater. I had never actually seen any of the Jurassic movies, but was invited out to see this one. It was fun. Dinosaurs are pretty scary. Uh, It's amazing how realistic they can make these things. But the problem with the movie, in my opinion, was that it was from the standpoint of evolution, the scientific godless approach. Now, I don't want to rant about a movie. It was pretty good overall. But the very beginning of the movie, and this won't spoil it for you really, but the very beginning of the movie is a news report. And they're explaining how all the dinosaurs were on this remote, isolated island. But then there was a problem on the island. And all these cloned, fake dinosaurs were in danger of going extinct. So naturally, the solution was to evacuate the island, was to bring the dinosaurs, these massive hungry beasts, into the rest of human civilization. That was the solution. And this was a theme throughout the movie, if you were paying attention. You, you would notice this. Later on, there was a professor giving a lecture, and he mentioned that humans have no more right to life than any other living creature. That humans have no more value than any other living creature. He said that humans don't have dominion over nature that humans are not given charge of other living things. So you could see how maybe this is a bit of a destructive mindset that dinosaurs are so precious, even if they're fake that they have to be saved. Even if the inevitable cost is the death of human beings. And I really wish they would have just paused the movie at the very beginning there to let us ruminate on that. Was that by default the best decision? (laughs) To just let the dinosaurs rampage all over civilization? The news report at the beginning of the movie said that there were 37 deaths by dinosaur in the past year. So this decision to evacuate a remote island to save the dinosaurs cost 37 human lives. Yet they move forward with the movie as if that was definitely the best decision because every dinosaur life matters. Now, the other thing is, 
there is a very good reason why humans and dinosaurs never lived on earth at the same time. Dinosaurs are way too big for us to be able to control. God knew this. That's why we did not come around until well after the dinosaurs were gone. But again, if you're approaching it from the evolutionary standpoint, then why not recreate dinosaurs? Why not think you can control them in a theme park or on an island when really it should have been obvious that it's impossible to control those things? So while I was at the movies the other night, I also saw someone wearing a shirt that said, dogs are people too. Is that true? <laughs> it's a funny shirt, but is that true? Most people now, more than half of the world population, as far as I understand, believes that man evolved in some way. That would mean that we are just another one of the animals. That would mean that, yes, we are not special. That we're barely any different from dogs in terms of our value or dinosaurs. <laughs> but is that true? And what problems does it cause for society when people think this way? Back in 1928, Herbert W. Armstrong called evolution the most powerful modern weapon. That's right. The most powerful weapon is not an actual nuke. It's an idea. It's evolution. Obviously, this claim needs to be backed up. It needs to be substantiated. But think about evolution, this mentality that we're all just animals with no purpose who just appeared and now exist by total chance. A nuclear bomb that kills millions of human beings could be equated to millions of ants dying in a pest control spraying. That's the analogy brought out by Andrew Miller. This is an article from the trumpet, the Philadelphia trumpet uh, back in May, June, 2017. And it's titled the world's most powerful weapon. That is the conclusion, though. If we're just another one of the animals, then a bomb being dropped on New York City and killing millions of people is literally no different from spraying your house down and exterminating a bunch of pesky ants. And we ought to be just as upset <laughs> at the ants dying as we should be about the humans dying. That is... The fact, that's the truth of evolution. 
No more value placed on human life than any other form of life. Even evolutionists themselves have said this. That was a common theme of the new Jurassic World movie. Here is a quote from Andrew Miller. He's, he's talking about what evolutionists believe. Morality is an ever-changing byproduct of evolution. Oh, so evolution isn't actually just confined to the existence of living things and how we came about. This hypothesis of evolution actually extends to our moral code. Notice what Andrew Miller writes. Those who follow the Christian ideology believe that morality is God's definition of right and wrong. Those who follow the evolutionary ideology believe that morality is actually an invention of the human mind. Therefore, logically, the human mind can alter the definition of right and wrong at will because the human mind is the authority that made up right and wrong in the first place. Essentially, if we believe in evolution, we become our own gods. God is removed from the picture, and then humans are in charge. We become gods. And if we're gods, we can decide whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. We can change the truth day by day if we feel like it. Does that sound familiar to a lot of the political movements in society today? To the radical left, to the communists who believe things radically different than they did just five years ago? Well, to them, it's genuinely not hypocritical. They don't feel like they're being hypocritical at all when they completely about face on important issues. They think it's their right. It is their responsibility to change the truth, to fit the times. You have to get with the times. You have to change you have to update your moral compass to fit with the year 2022. That's how it works, right? Well, this also has a lot to do with human rights. Evolution will change our view on human rights. It's ironic that the very people who talk the most about human rights and complain that various groups don't have human rights are the ones who take those human rights away the most. That's because there's a, a really big difference between rights given to us by God and rights given to us by other human beings. Christians believe that God gives us certain rights. A right to life, for example, 
Atheists, evolutionists believe that rights come from human beings and can be taken away by human beings whenever they want to. That our rights can be amended, can be updated, can be restricted as society changes. That's what evolutionists believe. That's why we saw all this nonsense going on during the COVID pandemic. Human rights just disappeared because people in charge believed that they were the ones who gave those rights to us in the first place. Therefore, they had the authority, supposedly, to take those rights away. Meanwhile, if rights come from God, they are true. They last. They do not change. No human being can take away our rights if they come from God. There's a big difference there. Right and wrong do not evolve, but atheists and evolutionists and communists think they do evolve. This is called moral relativism. Truth is relative. There's no such thing as absolute truth. That's what Barack Obama said. And look what happens in society if we think this way. Andrew Miller writes here, even most Christian denominations in the Western world have now accepted wittingly or unwittingly, the notion that there is no global absolute moral law that applies to all people for all time and in all places. So we see this a lot in society today. You can't say any people are better than others or that any cultures are better than others, even though those things are objectively true. You can't say that Western civilization is better than tribes in South America that live in huts and sacrifice other human beings. You literally cannot judge other cultures and come to a decision on which ones are the best. Because no law applies to all people. According to evolution, according, according to moral relativism, we have to just accept the norms and the practices of other cultures, even if they are completely lawless and repulsive. Now, we have plenty of problems here in America and in the West as well. But that doesn't mean we have to pretend that the third world is just as good or better. We have to love all people, but certain ways of life simply aren't getting the right results. We, we should be able to acknowledge that. So this, this mindset of evolution, it does 
destroy societies from within. The end result of evolution is that we believe truth, morality, the concepts of right and wrong are all up to humans to decide. Humans get to decide the truth. It's all up to us because we are our own gods. But at the same time, we're just animals. Is that really, does that make any sense? Mr. Armstrong, Herbert W. Armstrong, as I mentioned before, he talked about how human life in its physical form right now is of less value than some people think, but our potential is so much greater than they realize. So the value of a human life is not so much in our ability to breathe, eat and drink, live this physical existence and then die. In those ways, we are just like the animals. But animals do not have hope in the resurrection. They don't have a chance to live again, to enter God's family. Now, man is not just an animal. He's, he's better. He's more important than the animals. And your Bible even says man will soon be greater than the angels. Man will be on the God level. So we shouldn't trivialize human life. It's amazing how even, even movies trivialize human life today. We see in society all kinds of crazy ideas catching on because of this idea that humans are just animals. We even treat animals better than we treat human beings. There are severe penalties for crushing a turtle's egg or a bird's egg. You know, killing an unborn turtle or bird. And yet, oh, the outrage if we try to stop the slaughter of unborn human children. Does that make any sense? We should protect and preserve nature. We do have dominion over the animals, as it says in Genesis chapter 1. So we shouldn't abuse them or mistreat them in any way. We should protect the environment as well. But what about human life? What about preserving human life? Stopping abortion or assisted suicide? Preserving the lives that actually matter, that actually have the potential to be so much more. Here's how Mr. Armstrong wrote about human life and our potential. This is, this is from his outstanding book, The Incredible Human Potential. You can get a free copy at thetrumpet.com. On page 58, he writes, Now came the crowning pinnacle of even God's unmatched creative power. Now came the very zenith of all divine accomplishment. 
now came a project so incredulously, transcendently awesome, it is hard for the human mind to grasp. How could the great God, self-existent, before all else, creator of all else, reproduce himself into multiplied millions of others just like himself? That is the important question we should be asking. How could God do this? How could he possibly convert human beings into his own sons, born again spiritually as members of his family? We have not been born again yet. Jesus Christ is called the firstborn of many brethren. He did it first, and he did it only 2,000 years ago. The rest of us are waiting until his return. We're waiting until the resurrection to receive the exact same reward that he did. To be a born, a spirit-born son of God. Genesis chapter 1. This is verse 26. This goes back to the dominion point earlier. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. There's really so much we could take away from these two verses. First of all, God said, let us. That's plural. That means there was more than one God. Now today, God is the name of the family. Just like Mr. Armstrong's family was named Armstrong. So two God beings back here in Genesis chapter 1. Who live forever in perfect unity. God was in charge. The word obeyed him perfectly. These two God beings made human beings to look like them. And to have an opportunity to think like them act like them, live like them, and become perfect like them. That's Matthew 5, verse 48. Two God beings who became a family when Jesus Christ became a human. They are now the Father and the Son. And Christ is only the firstborn Son of many more to come. This passage also says that humans do have dominion over the animals. We are in charge of the animals. We're not on the level of an ant or a termite or a cow like evolutionists believe. Also, Genesis 1 verse 27 says that God created man male and female. Chapter 2 talks about 
how man and woman should marry and start their own family. God ordained the sexes and the institution of marriage. And we have no right to redefine the sexes or to say there's 86 genders or to abolish marriage or to redefine marriage as not just between a man and a woman or, or, you know, it could be anything else instead. We don't have the authority to act this way. We are more than animals. We're even more than angels. We follow the path set out for us by Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 2 shows that Jesus Christ was made lower than the angels for just a little while, while he was a human on this earth. He was, he was mortal. He could die. Angels couldn't. But then once Christ died and was resurrected, he is now above the angels again. His authority, his power is greater than the angels. And if you study Hebrews chapters 1 and 2, you'll notice that Christ and human beings are almost interchangeable here because God is showing us we have the same potential. We can be born into God's family and be greater than the angels just like Christ. What a future, what a purpose, what a great potential we have. And evolution destroys all of that. Sadly, most people believe in evolution. They go through life without purpose. We don't have to be that way. If you're listening to this, you don't have to live your life that way. You can have hope. You can see a much greater future. And you really should study the incredible human potential. Get yourself a copy at thetrumpet.com. It's free. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.